Recording in progress. Well, good hello. It is the uh, the dawn of a new era. Wow. Not really. It's like a it's a new era, but it's the same era. It's just in a different in a different. Uh, it's Form. it's dawning in a different area. Okay. Does that make sense? No, but sure. <laughs> you knew what he meant, Nina. Yeah, we're okay. You're the just same being supportive. <laughs> we're the same people, and we are doing something the same but different. Slightly different. We are not. We are no longer going to be recording for segments for the radio version because... of hashtag. Uh, because Reddy slept with my wife yeah. uh, on Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. Yeah. and um, so we're no longer friends. But we're just kind of. I think doing we should this. have a discussion. I think we we should. You guys should hash it out on the podcast. Sure. Reddy, why did you sleep with my wife? Just because she, I don't know. Because she because <laughs> she had double. D- because she has double D's? No, that's not the only reason. Like, she is smart. Not the only reason. Oh, she's smart? She's, she's smart. smart. Yeah, yeah, she is pretty smart. But yeah, those double D's do help, though. <laughs> Ready and Renee. Ready and Renee sounds better than Ready and Solitaire. Oh, my God. Well, uh, well, Nina, thanks for being the mediator for, for reconciling our relationship. We appreciate no it. No problem. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Hashtag Uncensored. Ah, nailed the intro. Nice. It is, uh, we are recording this on Thursday, March the 2nd. And, uh, like I said, we are free reign as far, well, we will have, we do have a structure, but we are no longer beholden, uh, to the radio segments and the structure and we can curse in context. Say whatever the fuck we want. In context, you know, we can, uh, you know, we're not really holding our tongue. So that's a... That's a new uh, version of the show for us. But, um, yeah, just to start things off, first and foremost, how are y'all doing this, oh! on, this, uh, on this evening? Okay. I, got a good, uh, I, got, I got a good one for you guys. Go ahead. Go for oh, it. Oh, you, you got a good update for us to tell us how you're doing this week? Well, it's or... a sports update. <laughs> oh, it's a sports update. <laughs> okay, sports so we, had, we had soccer this week on Monday, right? Oh, okay. So we had no subs i don't know i always play better when we have no subs because i keep my momentum the whole game so i play the whole 50 minutes non-stop wow and i i scored i got a hat trick i scored three goals right wow where we win the game seven two but on my third goal like the first goal was in the first two minutes of the game it's just a quick easy goal second goal was from the <laughs> corner the girl b- kicked it in from the corner and it was bouncing on the line so i just tapped it in with my foot because it was right on the line you were just and in the, the right place line, at the right time yeah, and then the third one was so nice. It was like from the side of the field, a little further back, and it was just up high in the top left corner of the net. And then my team captain, though, like because this is a new team from last season, when yeah. I scored the third one, I was running back. Everyone was saying like, "Oh, congrats, whatever." And then she's like, she was like Nina, and she did like this thing with her hands, like to like chill out. I'm like. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? How you gonna, that pissed me off because I'm like, how are you going to tell me to stop fucking shooting? Just because we're winning 7-2, that's not my fault. I think it's because the team we were playing, the lady who sets up the teams, like mm-hmm. the convener, it was her team and she was playing too. She was goalie the first half and I was running for the ball. I was sprinting and I, I almost couldn't stop myself, but like I did. And the ref called me for a foul on that. And I said to him after, I was like, sorry, like I, I, I did try to stop myself. He's like, no, I know. Like, cause he's been my ref a few times. He's like, I know you're not like that, but you right. know, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I know what we're just playing fucking all, all to her side. Like what the <laughs> hell? And so then when my, my captain tells me, oh yeah, just stop shooting. I just didn't want it to be like a 10, like a 10 goal game, 10 to two. Wow. And I'm like, you can't tell me to play shittier. Like, even when in my last season, when I got hat tricks or four goals a game, they never told me any of that. Yeah. They were like, just keep going. Like, everyone's so proud of you. 
I got penalized for playing fucking good. I was yes. so cheesed. Like, that is crazy. pissed me off. Everyone's like, oh, it's just, well, my friends were like, it's a sportsmanship thing. And I'm like, okay, well, she should have said good job or something first. She didn't even say none of that. She right. just said stop shooting. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Why aren't you the captain? I know I should be. No, but the captains are the older ladies, like the 56-year-olds and stuff. 56-year-olds? Oh. What? Yeah, they're older. Some people I play in, in this league are old. Oh, my God. That's, That's impressive, though. I'm surprised yeah. by that. I'm yeah, shocked by old. that, man. Wow. Yeah. Uh, is it is it is it a, is it a slight to say that's why you're you're scoring so many goals because you're scoring on all these old? <laughs> you know what? I would women? say that. I would say that. But I'm not gonna lie. Some of them are good, but there's also like girls my age on on the other teams too. Like, and there's like yeah. four of us my age on my team, right. and like, right. so there is there it is mixed up. I, but yeah, I assumed yeah. everybody was your age. In this no, program. no, no, no. There's like it's ranging. It's the league is 29 plus. I mean, I'm not even supposed to be in it, but I am. Right. So I mean. Reddy's trying to take away. Reddy's trying to just slight your accomplishments. Nah, like, oh. it really, it really could. It it does definitely play a factor. Like I have more stamina than them for sure. But yeah, yeah. But that's dope, man. It's I like I like to hear you know more stories Rules. of uh, people playing sports and being active in their fifties and sixties. Yeah. Kill that stigma, man. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But and you, Reddy Fox, what about you? How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. Just same old, same old. Yeah. You went on a date. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, what you want to talk about that now? We can talk about it later. Save it for the know. end of the show. What? It wasn't really a date, though. That feels like that feels like a, it could be like a a show closer. Okay. All right, closer. we'll save it for we'll the end the of the show. Take the pressure off of him. Yeah, it's okay. no pressure. There's not much to say. You'll you'll hear. You'll see. Okay. All right. Well, uh, listen. In our new age, we I, we haven't done it yet, so just continue to follow us for the time being. Uh, at hashtag vibe 105 that's where you'll be able to find us but once you're following us when we make the change you'll already be following us so you don't have to worry about updating it but we'll be changing that shortly once we uh have more of a grasp on our social media uh engagement Mm -hmm. yes but um yeah so continue to follow us on social media at hashtag vibe 105 on twitter and instagram on today's uh, episode of Hashtag Uncensored, <laughs> we have three segments that we'll be reviewing every time we do our podcast. Uh, and as usual, you're familiar with them already. Have you heard uh, Politics as Usual and Music News? I want to come up with a That's different it. name for this, though, because I'm not always going to be talking about politics anymore. Fuck well, that. we'll switch. We'll, <laughs> we'll switch up the, but that'll be yeah. the main segments. I'll handle uh, the first segment. Ready will handle the second segment, and Nina will be. Uh, and we don't even have to go in that order anymore. I love no, we this. Don't. <laughs> we don't. We know. It will be a fluid conversation, but we do have uh, prepared topics that we'll each be covering, mm-hmm. um, and we'll just be able to have a, a just a dialogue about the thoughts With of the day pertaining to these. To these issues, uh, you know, there will definitely be more spicy language, you know, so we we, uh, we we warn you, forewarn you in advance if you're listening. You know, you might want to uh, put earmuffs on the kids. Listen, it they're... says explicit. It has the e-warning label on the podcast. It's called uncensored. You don't have to warn people. I guess that's. I guess that pretty much covers all the, covers all the bases in terms of absolving ourselves of responsibilities. So what the fuck? Yes. Yeah, Let's get into it then. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we got. Uh, I've got to have you heard a couple of general interest stories that I think are relevant, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily know as much as I probably should about. Okay. And that's 
and that's usually what I, how I kind of pick my have you heards typically. But uh, my my cute phrase for summing it up is interest in TikTok. Interest in TikTok. Okay. Interest in TikTok. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Have you heard? We'll get to it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Politics as usual. Reddy Fox is setting the table for the pressure or responsibility to be informed. I like this guy setting the tone right off the top for the per- first. Time. Yeah, he is. I'm about that life. What you talking I'm about? Definitely Will- interested in you talking about Willis. What you talking about, Willis? And in music Willis? news, this is also a big story as well. Drake talks about regretting name dropping in his in his exes name dropping his exes in his music. One day, I will get a full 24 hours. <laughs> Without talking about, are Drake. you? Have you really Your still fault. not you gone twenty four hours? I've gone twenty four hours without talking I about Drake. You. How have you? No, not? but I mean, not seeing any images of him, not hearing him mentioned, not hearing his music in some way, shape, or form. Just one day of a Drake free day kind of thing, and it never. You know what Ovio says? Ovio says happen. never. He's everywhere. Ovio says never. And you live in Toronto. It's not like you live in some random field in Maine. Then maybe you wouldn't have to hear him. For Maybe hours. you're gonna have to like yeah you're gonna have to be a uh, you're gonna have to be a Mennonite. No, I just want yeah. it to happen naturally. I'm not trying to actively avoid him per oh, se. Oh, you saying you you, you, you are you want the Drake the Drake era to just fade and he'll eventually just become no, that, more but, distant. I mean, from even the when media? I'm scrolling through my phone sometime looking at news articles or whatever, he'll come up. I'll be like, no, oh, Drake here is, he is again. Ready's, or, move, Ready's <laughs> no? making Ready's making a whole plan to move to Maine just to avoid hearing about Drake for no, twenty four hours. I don't, I don't think it's Talking possible. I don't think it's possible. But anyway. you know, Obio says Obio says no. Yeah, sure. Obio says no. Anyway, yeah. uh, we're going to be talking about which is also very interesting, and I guess, I guess it's a sign of maturity. Did maybe? he just do a new uh, interview or something? Like, why is there? I keep that noticing. he did with Lil Yachty. It wasn't really okay. interviews; just a convo. Okay. I and I was I... actually. It was a, it's a very interesting dynamic those two have. Okay. Because it's funny. I watched a little bit of it, and it's funny to see Yachty poke fun at Drake being older. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, yo, it's so it was, was kind of interesting. And personally, I feel like I noticed. Them, I wonder. Let's look it up. I think he's like oh. 10 years older than him. Okay. And oh, wow. you could tell. I mean, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm projecting, but I could. You could tell Drake is like he's reckoning with yo. I'm I'm oh, not yeah, the new years. hot guy anymore. Like I'm the top guy, but I'm not the new hot guy. So who's the and new the hot new, guy? I don't even really know. I guess Yachty in a in a sense. Nah, 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 nah. What would you say, Nina? Maybe not hip hop wise, but he's definitely one of the new it one of the new it guys. I, definitely, um, yeah. I keep I get the vibe from um and I keep mixing them up, so I'm not sure which one it is, the baby, little baby? Or, or little, little baby, baby or the baby little or whatever. Baby. But there's one of them that's wicked and one of them that like beats up women. So Little Baby is okay. the one that you like. He's 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 pretty there, yeah. He's pretty there. Um, he seems like he's got that vibe of like he's that new it guy that everyone wants to work with and stuff. But yo, he stands you know, on his own. You know yeah. that walkout footage? I think you posted it. Like there was this artist that walked out and and he did that song, and he was jumping in the crowd. And you're like, yo, you po- you set, you shared it with us. You're like, yeah. yo, that is one of the illest walkouts of all time. That you was know that was Lil Yachty. I know it was. Oh, oh you did? Was. Okay, yeah, I knew cool. it was, but I, was just... I didn't. I didn't. You didn't. And I and I, I saw I mean I only saw the footage. I didn't really so recognize Just who for it was. everyone listening, there's footage of like him coming out on stage at a festival or something and the camera follows him and follows yeah. him down this like uh plank down the middle of the crowd and it's like the energy is just 
it's a great Insane. video. Like it's amazing. Insane. But again, I, but I, I, I don't know his music. Know I'm like, not familiar yeah. with the guy, but yeah, I don't know if he yeah. gets the uh, that him status right now for you guys. Well, not. he that well definitely. I'll put okay. it to you that way. All right, sure. Uh, but I'll I'll say that Drake is very strategic about who he shares time with, and that yeah. interview definitely lets you know about the relationship that they have. It was very interesting. Hmm. Anyway, uh, without further ado, let's jump into some of these uh, a couple of these Have You Heard stories. So I want to start off the first one. Remember I said it was interest in TikTok. Mm-hmm. The first story is actually about interest rates. Wow. Ah, clever, right? You know, you see where I'm going with this. You're picking up what I'm putting down. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. interest rates for anybody who has any interest or has any dealings with finances, mortgages, uh, loans, you've probably heard that interest rates are redonkulous right now. They've been skyrocketing. They've been increasing. They've been trying to, you know, curb the uh, inflation. inflation. Yeah. Now, at the same token, it's come to my attention by I was reading this article in CBC, you know, shouts out where I, you know, get a lot of my stories from. And it was an article about, well, why hasn't the rate of our savings account also been increased with this you know uh, these these increases in in interest rates you think that it would trickle down to our savings account but guess what now i don't listen i don't know much about economics and finance mm-hmm. i'm not pretending to know much about economics and finance but the math is not mathing here <laughs> the math is not mathing here so basically if you're saving a thousand dollars for a year you can earn a total of 10 to 35 cents wow the, in interest rates. Okay, but interest rates no. vary based on the accounts, and you can get tax-free savings accounts for higher interest rates and all that stuff or whatever. But I guess you're going into this right now? And that's, that's, a, that's the perfect segue because okay. I was just about to say, like, that's actually one of the, you know, the, the outcomes of this story is really just how much of a discerning customer you are. And I was just about to ask you, how on top of your finances are you? Because these are things that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I know enough to know that I don't want to. I, I have a savings. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of investments. Right. I have insurance. I have insurance for my car, and the payments come out, and thankfully nothing bounces at the end of the month. And also, but good. that's it. I hate finances. I hate taxes. Hmm. I hate economics. I, I'm not a money person, so I'm not necessarily as astute on knowing about my finances. So, so what about you, Reddy Fox? I, you 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 saying that makes me think that you're more on top of your finances than the average person. I've been getting on top of my finances just through reading a lot of books over the last two years, three years. And I've been focusing more on learning about finance and economics from the books mm. I'm reading. And now I'm intending to study more about microeconomics, which is mm. just human behavior and why people spend the way they spend and how businesses go or whatever. And I was going to talk about this in politics as usual as well, but um, I highly recommend for you guys out there, get Josh Kaufman's personal MBA. Read that book. If you if you only get one book, get that one book. And I actually was going to say this to both of you guys in politics as usual as well too. Solitaire, you have four sound media and all that stuff. Nina, you have youth on your side and all that <laughs> stuff. I promise you, Read that book. It's like, it, it's fantastic. Anyways, but when it comes to finances and all that stuff, yeah, I've been reading a lot more 
about money because I used to say the same thing, Solitaire, that you were saying two seconds ago. I'm not yeah. a money guy. I even used to say, too, I don't have a head for business. As a DJ, I just wanted to show up and play music. I didn't want to care. I didn't like negotiating prices and all that stuff. I just wanted to do the creative aspect of anything I was doing, whether yeah. it was radio or whatever. But you really can't go through life that way. You, you really need to have a basic understanding of finance and economics and all that stuff. So another book yeah. recommendation for you guys, even though I still think the uh, advice is a bit antiquated now, is The um, the Richest Man in Bobby Land. That's a short book. Hmm. You can kind of get the basics. That book was written in like 1930 or 19-whatever, and yeah. all the principles of it still ring true to this day when it comes to personal finance yeah. and all that stuff or whatever. But yeah, like um, I've been paying way more attention for the I mean, last and few I mean, years, that's say, educating like, myself. So, yeah. And, and I agree. I think it's important. I, to be to be clear, like I have a basic understanding. No, I understand I mean, you I have a basic be... understanding, but I'm saying yeah. I used to say that too. Like I'm not good with money or I really don't understand how the economy works. I don't understand how business works. I always used to say I don't have a head for business and all that stuff. And I... now, especially reading a personal MBA, I have a much hmm. better, like business is not a mystery to me anymore at all. Yeah. I think like for me, it's more a matter of I want to get to the point where I'm in a, I have a business and that aspect of it, mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about because I have somebody that's working and that is an expert on it that I trust that we collaborate on that I don't have to deal with that aspect. That, that's my, that's my aspiration. I, I am not to, not to be in, not to not understand. I still want to understand. I am it. going to I just don't harass want to be you until you read that book. I'm not joking. It'll make such a difference for you, Solitaire. With just the business that you're running right now, I promise you it'll make all the difference in the world to you. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not opposed to like gaining and, you know, reading more and information it's, it's about it. It's very, oh, it's such a, it's one of the best books I've read in so long. What, what about you, Nina? Because this is going to affect you more than, more than us. You need to be on, you should be on your, you should have like your crypto wallet already. <laughs> okay, I don't have a crypto wallet. But, okay, I like don't like that stuff. My dad always, <laughs> like, see, I was lucky though because, my dad, when we were all born, he opened something called drip accounts for all of us. Mm. So I have, I think, two drip accounts. And then he also... That one, I've never heard yeah, of a drip account. It's like, yeah, I don't really know. My sister knows more. She's like more in control of hers. I just left mine the way it is. But and then he opened an RSP for me in there's a Saskatchewan pension plan. And apparently the rates are way better. So I got mm. that opened when I was like 18, but I've barely contributed to it. And now mm. at work, I have an RRSP as well that I just opened. So I'm trying to contribute some to that. But like, I have a tax free savings account, too. And I do do well. I do save half of my paycheck every time I get paid. Mind mm. you, I think for me, like what the biggest thing is, I have a few stock investments as well, but what the biggest thing is, is like, I don't like not seeing my money in my bank account <laughs> and it being like in stocks and in an RSP and in, yeah. in wherever else that I cannot see the number of how much money but, I actually have. That's what makes me feel poor. Well, but that's what you should do is maybe each month, which is what I've been doing recently, is that you yeah. do a basic balance sheet. Look like tally up all your assets, 
tally up yeah. all your debts. It for takes... those of you listening, for those of you listening, Nina's literally like rolling <laughs> her head, her entire head. Yeah, back, like, like almost honestly, oh. I'm amazed her eyes came back. They rolled so hard <laughs> the first time. But seriously, but I feel you, Nina. I feel you though. It's, but, it just, yeah, it's just not. But my... your money's I... your money's earning more interest in those other investments so, than it would in your ch- in your savings account. And you're right. It's just you know what it is. I'm also not a math or an economics person. I remember in university, I took an economics class and because my dad made me and i was fucking failing so hard i ended up finishing with a d and i was like bro i'm never taking this shit again it brought down my gpa so bad i stayed mm-hmm. up all night to for that See, final exam because school, school sucks and it's like one yeah. size fits all method of teaching people and well, let me, let... what were you no, gonna go say ahead. i was just gonna say just on a side note too every anybody else that's kind of feeling the same way nina solitaire and myself i still not saying that I'm an expert. I'm just saying I know more now than I did a couple of years ago from the amount yeah. of books that I've read over the course of the last couple of years. Yeah. But um, study microeconomics more than just general economics. You're yeah. much better off learning, learning uh, microeconomics than just studying economics in general or macroeconomics. It serves you no purpose unless you're running like a multi-billion dollar corporation. Yeah, that's thing what I whatever. took, macroeconomics. I'll see then. Yeah, but... Again, you that's didn't if know you that. want to get into like business administration. And, I did like, not. Uh, yeah, but my dad if, wanted me to take a business minor. If you're trying to like learn personal finance or whatever, study more so microeconomics. And you know, like, um, even with basic economics, personal MBA would help you out greatly. And just so you guys know too, I looked up uh, Drip accounts. Anybody mm-hmm. else out there that's wondering what it might be? It's a dividend, a dividend reinvestment program. So it basically takes your dividends and reinvests it back onto the uh, initial principal or the equity of it. So it's kind of oh. like a perpetual whatever. So yeah. that's what that is. Yeah. Well, I the get Wolf like twenty of... bucks, twenty dollar checks every couple months from them. So. Oh, really? The Wolf okay. of Wall Street. The Wolf of Wall Street would define that as a woozy, a wazi. It's a fugazi. It's a, you know, it's just a number. It's another stock. For them to invest in because as soon as they ask to cash out, it makes the money real and you make no money as the investor. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> just to say, let me see if I can come at you from a different angle, Nina, Nina to, to inspire you because at the end of it, this is kind of what got me because I'm so like, you know what, the system, uh, you know, the, the economic system, this, this, this capital system needs to, we need to find a way to fight it. Here's how we inspire you and me. Because the biggest reason why their you know their savings account rates aren't going up as fast or as many uh, savers would like to see these uh, go up is complacency, stickiness of the market, a reluctance to leave, a dependence on the fact that you're like you know what I've been with the same bank and mm-hmm. it's easier to do business with them. Like, like these banks really rely on the complacency of their customers. So the more I believe that the more astute you are, the more you know you ask questions and you're willing to shop around, you're gonna get the best uh, the best interest rates, the best service, your your best investments. And uh, I don't advocate loyalty to any of these corporations. You so should know they, that's true because I've been with the same bank since I was 13 years old. Yeah, Which one? They, they, which and bank they, they bank took with? so much of your money. Simply Financial. Oh, okay. They took more from you than you ever got from them. I promise you that. Yeah. Yeah. That's facts. Anyway. Anyway. So uh, I always, I kind of, that's a story that I, that kind of is a reminder to myself that I'm like, even though, I mean, I, and again, I do have very basic insurance and, you know, certain things set up as far as savings and stuff like that. But 
it's very hard to find the time to like to care about that now that I have most of it automated. But mm-hmm. something to be aware of, definitely. Uh, sec- second story for Have You Heard? TikTok. Have you heard about this? <laughs> heard about what? No, no, Reddy Fox doesn't know. Okay. About what? TikTok has, has uh, announced that they're going to be setting new default times, <laughs> limits on default times for minors. You upset, Nina? I'm not a minor. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, okay. I, I'm very curious to see how all the uh, the ticky talky fans out there and their families are going to respond to this news here in North America. Because this policy is actually nothing new uh, for China, which has had this in place for pretty much since the inception of TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it made me really kind of start to reckon with the fact that I don't think that we're ready for the wave of like fully entrenched social media generation coming of age and realizing, you know what? Yes, there was maybe like the odd superstar that made a living from TikTok, but the rest of us, we're due. We got no skills. We're out here trying to say, hey, you want to buy not. these new curlers from TikTok? Trying to get money from TikTok by getting people to, to becoming influencers. Um, Hope not. So I think that we're I think that we're in a pretty bad place. And I'm really curious to see how people respond to this. So TikTok recently announced that they're going to be uh, making every account held by the user uh, that is under the age of 18 will have a default 60 minute daily screen time limit. And this will be rolling out in the coming weeks. And this has been uh, a long time coming. There's been growing concerns for years now at this point about their security and the ability uh, for TikTok to alter its algorithm to push certain problematic posts. And this is obviously uh, what's been going on, what's been happening in China for a long time. And this is, uh, you know, with the whole situation with China and there's like security concerns now that are happening. As a matter of fact, uh, in the U.S. and well, the U.S., uh, in the European Parliament, you use the European Commission. They have all banned TikTok from their official devices, as well as Canada has banned TikTok from government devices amid uh, amid security concerns so oh, okay. there's a lot of stuff <laughs> happening with uh yeah, with TikTok eh? uh, on many different levels of security concerns and then the actual effect of the addiction the addictiveness of TikTok it's addictive i'll tell you that i know that so much. did you did you did either of you hear about this announcement uh from TikTok about these these new default limit time I limits i have not and i love that i haven't uh, I, I did, I, but I think I think it would be more effective on people like me. I think they should put it on users who, when they go on the app, like it obviously they track how long you're on it for. If they're mm-hmm. gonna ban you for an hour, I think they should apply it to users who are on it for more than an hour, so that way they can actually apply it to the. Because there might be 18 year olds who don't actually use it for an hour, like they go on and like they're able to control themselves. But then there's people like me who are on it for like four hours. Right. So, what you want that control? I'm I'm the kind of person I don't I can't control myself. <laughs> so you want so China you to control your time to, on the. So, so if there was a deep, I was just gonna say. So what if the age limit on this thing instead of eighteen was uh, thirty? Thirty-five. Anybody thirty-five and under would have this one hour. Would you freak out? No, I I would feel like I'm being treated like a child. 
but <laughs> I just think it would be beneficial for people who are on the app for like four hours. Okay. I feel like this is Nina's cry for help. Like, yeah, TikTok, <laughs> help me. Help well, me. I help don't. Myself. It's funny because my friend, every time I see one of my friends, she always makes these like TikTok jokes, like about the TikTok sounds that are being used. And she's like, you don't know that you were always on TikTok before. And I'm like, yeah, I try not to go on it all the time because these guys, they flood my DMs every day on TikTok. I have like so many TikToks sent from so many different friends. Oh, man. And like, I just sometimes I won't open it for like three weeks because I'm like, I know if I open it, I need to have open it when I know I have time to sit there and scroll through. Go down the rabbit hole, basically. (laughs) So wait. So, Nina, you're telling me you can't do a one and done. You can't just watch what they say. No, no. I got to watch at least three. At least three. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I could so, like I, I, I'm both ways. Like, I can definitely, depending on what I'm doing, I can can like I can scroll and maybe see two or three, and if it's funny, I might watch it on repeat. But I could definitely do one and done. Like I could oh, be like, especially if I'm like, you know, definitely busy, and it, and it mm-hmm. also depends on who sends it to. But yeah, I think China yeah. screens certain content from their own citizens on TikTok, like things that North Americans see on it. You, you don't it's see, not, yeah. It's not this. No, it's not. You the don't same. see in China and like they're and, they're actually protecting their own people from a lot of the ratchetness and smut. In 2021, Chinese authorities oh. also issued new rules that let minors play online games for only one hour a day, only on Fridays, weekends, and public holidays. There you go. Wow. Yo, it's I. I don't know the data. I don't know what the the statistics are in terms of like education, uh, the education uh, system in America or even Canada for that matter. Like how many students are graduating and what fields, Mm -hmm. especially in like, you know, in the STEM fields and what their proficiency is. But based on this situation with TikTok and the fact that TikTok in China, Bin had these rules and restrictions you know, protecting their minors from their addic- addictive nature of these things. And they're just now starting about rolling it out. Like my, my next question is how many, cause this is just the default setting. It's not, to, you can change it mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. want. So it's like, it's almost, People change it for sure. it's almost like it's to me, it's like the website uh, for, for alcohol, you know, for whatever, like for Bacardi and mm. it asks you, are you 19? <laughs> Do you think oh. that the 17 year olds <laughs> are like, Oh, I'm not 19. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't empty the website. So I, I, I wonder, you know, you know, just for, you know, just for fun's sake, percentage wise, how many do you think will actually opt in to keep the 60 minute default time limit? Zero. None. <laughs> you're saying a hard zero yeah. no, none of them they're like yeah whatever yeah yeah if you love tiktok wow. if you're already on it you're not gonna let especially if you can change it nina yeah. i mean nina you said you you said there's some 18 year olds who who might, might. yeah or you're just that was just like there's no, nobody that you know everybody that you know is pretty much like yourself on tiktok yeah no i don't know anyone who who uh who yeah i don't know anyone who doesn't stay on it for hours <laughs> my friends included See, I'm a little more optimistic. I would say that there's a, I would like to think there's a small self-aware population of minors who are like, you know what, maybe this is a good idea. Or maybe, they, maybe they're just not aware or savvy enough to even understand that it's a default that they very, can change. Very, very small, I would say. And maybe they just think it's a new like change that they can't 
Oh, maybe not. No, they, they're they definitely going to know, aren't they? They're more savvy than us. Yeah, they are. They are. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, it's it's actually been reported that U.S. in the U.S., families have been struggling with the to, they've been struggling to limit the amount of time their children spend on uh, the sharing app. According to the Pew Research Center, two thirds of American teens use TikTok. <laughs> two thirds. Mm-hmm. The head of trust and safety at TikTok, Cormac Keenan, uh, outlined the details of the changes in TikTok in a blog post on March the 1st. Um, So when the 60-minute limit is reached, minors will be prompted to enter a passcode and make an active decision to keep watching. (laughs) What's the point? That's like telling me to make the active decision to stop watching when I get the ad where the guy is like, you've been scrolling for too long. You should go get some food and water. What do you think? I mean, ready. It's kind of, it's kind of like, it's not even like, how do I even ask you this question? You have no frame of reference at this point. Try You're just me. like completely try me. I'm saying, what do you, what do you think about that? What do you think about that feature? Do you think it's something that will like, you know, make these, these minors more conscious of their nope. consumption habits when it comes to social media? I guess mm-hmm. that's the objective. Yeah, no, but no. It's the same thing to me, like, um, <laughs> when they show, like, people with, like, mouth disease on cigarette boxes. People don't care. They're just, <laughs> they, true, they, 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 buy, they buy the cigarette boxes, and they, it shows you, like, diseased tongues and all sorts of things, all these big labels saying, like, these things will kill you, and people still buy it. So what's a little warning going to be for a kid on TikTok to be like, yeah, hey, it's 60 minutes. You should think about your life choices. And they're going to be like, yeah, whatever. And they're going <laughs> to keep on pushing. So, Nina, you don't think that there is a growing kind of like self-awareness among young people? Because, I mean, it's not like this is not just, you know, recent developments. Like this has been an ongoing conversation. And I feel like there are, you know, young people in this generation. They talk about it on social media. So I think that I'm 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 kind of just projecting, hoping that this idea of making an active decision to, to keep watching is something that they'll gravitate towards. But, but I want to ask Nina a question. So, cause you know how addictive it is. I even was on it for a little bit. I can see how addictive it is. I fell down that rabbit hole. If you had a teenager as a daughter, son or whatever, when, would you be concerned about how much they use TikTok? No, because I will be on it too. As the okay, so, okay, all right. So you wouldn't try to do anything to talk to your kids about, you know, like how much screen time? No, I would, I would, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give my kids like all the screen time. In do the you world. feel like there's a too young of an age for someone to have a TikTok account or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I don't think you should have TikTok till you're like at least sixteen, at least fourteen or fifteen. I feel like sixteen would be a good year, but I, I only know see that's that too high because I got Facebook when I was fourteen or thirteen. I don't know, but it's just because you're coming for like, you know, you use it, you're on it. So does that not have, you don't have any concerns if you were to have kids and they would be on it? Would you not, would you welcome something like this? I would let them go on it, but not for hours, four hours, like their mom. How, (laughs) what to say, how are you going to, how are you going to, I'm going to implement the password on the 60 minute thing. So they don't know what it is. And only I know what it is. Oh my gosh, this is this is so interesting. And and also another security feature, another safety feature for accounts where the user is under the age of 13, a parent or guardian will have to set an or enter an existing passcode to allow 30 minutes of extra viewing time once the initial 60 minute limit is reached. What I see, 
Now, here is where I think the real issue is, is in act is in asking TikTok as a company, as a business to do your parenting job for you. I think the parents that I know who are phenomenal parents, their kids use social media, but they're very disciplined. And when the parents are like, hey, okay, down with the phone, the kids Yeah, but are... there's, there's still a responsibility on the business's part to do their part to, like, I mean, things come the, with warning the, labels. What's the ratio? What's the ratio? I don't know, but things come with warning labels. There's all sorts of things that, you know, warning signs for all sorts of stuff or whatever. It's no different. No, I, agree. I, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is I think that this, the especially with this one where a parent or guardian will have to set or, you know, or enter an existing passcode, it's going to be how disciplined is the parent to actually say no and mean it versus the ones who are like, they're accustomed to letting their you know, yeah, it's different the for every family based on their relationship and parenting mm. styles and all that. I guess so, I, and and that makes me that makes me concerned. Yeah, I, I think care. that there's a there's a a decreasing amount of actual great parents out there. Is, is mm-hmm. am I? Isn't that just? I don't an know if I'm correct in saying that. As a whole, I you know what I'm you know what my philosophy is on society, right? Yeah, yeah, we're all doomed. Say it for the people. We're all doomed. We're all doomed. We're all doomed. So anyway, so um, after a report that was released in late 2022 that also clearly indicated that TikTok algorithms are also promoting videos about, you know, not just about like, you know, sending these, you know, fans videos that they like and recommending videos that are similar to the videos that they like. That's also sending videos that are promoting self-harm, eating disorders that are push to more vulnerable teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot, obviously, that's on the plate. We've for seen TikTok an uptick and... of people self, um, yeah. self-diagnosing self all sorts of different things. Oh, yeah. And there's been a rise for Tourette's and ticks and stuff or whatever, because kids are seeing other people posting videos about it. And then they're saying, oh, I think I have it too, or whatever. Like, And some sometimes it's legit. Like, small percentage of the cases, it's legit if they feel like they have anxiety or... Tourette's or something like that, but 99, maybe 99, who most of the time anyways, it's like they're just imitating what they're seeing on social media. Mm-hmm. It's not a good so, look. Oh, so, so just, I mean, obviously this is just a quick have you heard. It's supposed to be, but it's it's a way more in-depth conversation. But just to kind of wrap it up for now, like can we put the social media toothpaste back in the no. proverbial too. Do you think that there's any possibility of these of changes of these changes or changes like these to rein in the influence and the addictive nature of social media or are we too far gone and we just kind of have to like chase the train and try to make sure we're there when it goes off the track? Too far gone. Not That's necessarily. It? No, it's both. It's both because I feel like we still need more time. We have to hit rock bottom. We haven't hit rock bottom with this yet. And that's the thing. Oh, no, we're not even close to hitting rock bottom yet. So Mm. it's going to take, who knows, maybe a couple more decades or whatever. It's going to take time for us to see the real damage that it's doing for Mm. us as a society to want to make changes towards it with things like this, with Mm. whatever these kind of things or whatever. And it'll be more accepted by people. But it's going to take hard evidence for people to see it. Like it's going to literally have to be like cigarettes give you cancer. Look at all of this that proves mm-hmm. that the case. But remember before 
we used to see. But what if, what, if, what if people provide alternative facts? What do you mean? Well, who knows? That's a whole other thing as it is already. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I almost you know, I, I, I see it similar as like cigarettes. We smoke cigarettes for so long without caring about how bad it was or how unhealthy it was for us. And it took so much time for us to really realize it. And now it's, yeah. you know, and it's going to be the same thing with social media. It's going to take a lot of time for us to see the real negative damage that it's caused for us as a society to be on the same page to say, okay, what are we going to do to fix these problems? So what about it's you? Possible. What about you, Nina? What about you, Nina? Mm, no, no hope. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is coming from our resident, you know, social media, like by, 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 all measurements, Nina media. is our expert out of all three of us, and she says there's no shot. I and I tend to agree. I think that I what my only thing that I disagree with you, Reddy Fox, is I don't think it's ten or twenty years away. I think it's way more imminent than that, especially with the the dawn of Chat GPT and mm -hmm. like AI actually being. So maybe maybe it'll take engines. like a hundred years for us to get our shit together. Maybe a hundred years. That's not a long time. No, all I'm saying, I'm talking about for I'm saying for us to hit rock bottom or come close to it. I'm saying within a year or two. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. No, no. We're you don't like, think so? No, no. Yo, gonna... This chat there, you know, this this AI chatbot business is like it's it's already going off the rails and they just released yeah, it. Man. And they're already like, yeah, this is uh, we have no idea what's going to happen. So we as a society are a lobster and a slowly boiling pot. But it hasn't come to a boil yet. There's some people who are living in the forest that are like, they're gonna be all right once we're long gone. They'll be like just tucked away in the forest, like those right, pygmies and right. in, in whatever and straight up, yeah. yeah. All of them in the Amazon and you know in the bushes all over the world. They're all just kind of like waiting us waiting us out mm -hmm. while we uh, kill ourselves through social media. Anyway, on that positive note, that wraps up my segment for Have You Heard. Uh, the first version for hashtag uncensored, the new version of the podcast. So it was an extended. Um, have you heard? It was a little bit. It was a little bit longer. It's okay. I have to. I have to kind of weigh out like short. It's up to you, you man. Know, hey, human interest stories. That's the beauty of the podcast now, baby. No more <laughs> radio. You can talk as long or as short as you want. No, I can I make wanna, up for I... your long time for some short time right now. I'll be real quick. <laughs> no, no, you can't be quick. You got. A, you got a pretty in depth story. I don't. Not really. Okay. I'm not going into depth. Okay, well, I'm not going into depths about this stuff. So I actually yeah. want to think about changing the name of this um, segment altogether. Anyways, change it right now. Change it right now on the fly. Yeah, That's how we he do doesn't it. Doesn't know what he wants. I don't know yet. Anyways, but so, well, so the, the, seg the segment is officially called not TBD. politics as usual. Not politics. No, it's called TBD. What? TB oh. TBD. Oh. Like okay. yeah. TBD determined. Okay. Yeah, we'll okay. see. I'll yeah, allow that for now. Yeah, it's actually that's pretty cool. Nina's got yeah. she's got some I sort know. of mojo when it comes to coming up with name segments. On the fly really like that. Okay. Well <laughs> anyway, so um some headlines that I saw this week, and this is gonna tie into the overall conversation as well, too, because and this yes, this is our first episode without doing radio and I just I feel like a weight is lifted off of me now. <laughs> with, I can see I can see you're smiling way more often. And I'll tell you why. So some of these headlines that came out now, if we were still doing the radio show, I would have seen these headlines. Then we would have had to go into a whole big depth conversation about it for filling that segment because we had time constraints for being on the radio. One headline, mm -hmm. CBC reported, a new survey finds 72% of black Canadians experienced racism in the workplace. Mm -hmm. How do you guys, what do you think about it? Surprised? I'm not surprised. Of course you're not no. surprised. Right. Hmm. 
And you guys feel free to jump in and say, talk about whatever I'm bringing up. Cause I really don't care to talk about this stuff per se. And this is the, <laughs> this is the thing that was hard for me doing the show as well too, because I've come to this conclusion or realization. I don't want to pay as much attention anymore to what's happening in the news. It's there's right. nothing I can do about 99% yeah. of the news that comes out or whatever. And this ties into the overall conversation I wanted to have with you guys about the responsibility of being informed because mm-hmm. I, it, this is a hard thing for me now The pull in of, do I, do, do I try to go for willful ignorance now at this point or how much I- information am I going to be trying to take in? This is a new adjustment for me now because when we had the radio show, I had to just pay attention to everything because I never knew what we might need to talk about on the radio show, but I knew Mm -hmm. we always needed to have content. So now Mm -hmm. that we don't have it anymore, I can see these headlines and I can just let it go right on by because I'm like, (laughs) I don't have to talk about this. I don't have to dig deep into it. There's nothing I can do about it. Whatever. So, you know what? I'll actually use that as the perfect segue to tell you about my thoughts when I saw this segment. So you, you got this from a CBC uh, report that was done Mm -hmm. and there was uh, there was two reporters that were talking about it and it was a white woman and a white guy. And they were, they were forced to discuss the details of this, uh, this survey and what the company's responses were uh, in light of the report. And I'll tell you this 70, 2% 2% of black Canadians experience racism in the workplace and, is a title that at this, in this stage of the, of, uh, of the news and the media climate feels like clickbait a little, but, and this, the, the headline I have here, I saw another part of it where they said, or microaggressions, racism or microaggressions, which I'm willing to bet you experience more microaggressions than you do actual out blatant racism when it comes to being in the workplace. And I'll, I'll tell stuff. you something, you know what? Cause I, I got the, I, I listened to the, the news report version, but then I found an article actually outlining some of the details of the report and I was reading through it as well. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you something, maybe this is a little bit off topic and, you know, because this is a more free up version of the hashtag microaggressions in certain contexts is, Hey, suck it up because microaggressions happen in all facets of life and i think that there's there is a lack of people learning to be resilient and ignore it's the same way your your approach to consuming media now that you don't have to do you don't have to dig deeper and find content for the show you can kind of look at certain things and be like you know what i'm gonna let that float on by because (laughs) it has nothing to do with me Mm -hmm. and this person Mm -hmm. And this microaggression is like what I feel is like a, you know, a small but like paper cut against me that wears over time. Like, I think that people's threshold for microaggressions are very, very different. So it's hard for me to take a survey like this mm-hmm. as, you know, I take it with a grain of salt. I put it to you like that. Okay. Well, you take it with a grain of salt, but... Honestly, as well, too, you really haven't had a lot of experience being in workplace environments, have you? Uh, well, recently I was I was I was working at Ryerson and I was, you know, I was definitely like I was a production assistant. It was anything special. That's but fine. I mean, it... a university, though, at Ryerson in particular, especially for that program, is a little more progressive in terms of instead of being in a corporate setting. 
I find this to be the case. And again, micro, I, I understand what you're saying with microaggressions and this thin-skinned generation that we have yeah. now where, you know, they take every little slide and turn it into a mountain when it's really just a molehill type thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still think there's, there's probably a lot of truth to some of it when it comes to microaggressions, especially when you're in the normal corporate environment, especially when you're maybe one of two or three of the only black people in an environment of like a, a staff of a thousand people. For sure, for that sure. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I think that the, the number is high because I think it's a number that's high enough for people who who don't like hearing about like, you know, racism against black and, and, and mm. people of color. It's incendiary enough for them to click on it and be like, oh, this is bullshit. What are they talking about? And it's and it's in enough of a story for black people to click on and be like, yep, yep, exactly. To have yeah. their and again, their perception and the world keeps on spinning and the ignorant stay ignorant and the no the woke stay woke or whatever. The, and I hate using that word woke now because oh, the way woke they, is woke is woke. I know they destroyed the word, but it, in this context of the conversation, in terms of being ignorant and being aware, whatever. So. Nina, have you ever experienced racism at work in Um, in the work setting in any way, shape or form? I don't know about a works, definitely in school, in high school, Mm. but I don't know about a a work setting. I mean, where I work right now is very diverse. There's not actually white people are the minority where I work right now, Okay, which Mm -hmm. is like, like all the higher ups managers. It's like my manager is Trini. The other manager, I think, is Guyanese and the other manager is black. So like there's a lot of nice. Yeah, like there's a lot of diversity, but and that's why they say diversity and 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 it's profitable. Uh, what do they call it? represent representation matters. Yeah, and well, it's, it's nice because it's nice because I feel comfortable at work. I don't feel like I have to like, I don't know. I I just feel comfortable like with my peers and with my manager. Like right. I can just like Man, that's like, good myself. Okay. So but I don't think in the workplace. No. Okay, good. You're lucky. Um, I think I've experienced a few microaggressions. Can I? Can over I? Can I add a little? Can I? Sorry. Can I add a little asterisk to that? That that Nina's an attractive young woman, and okay. I think that that yeah. you know, there's that, that part. That, that part definitely you have had to deal there, with. There, there is attractive. Sexism, there sure. is there is there is yes. sexy privilege. I think that she's uh, that. No, Nina but, has. The, but with that though, she gets the misogyny Harassed. and the uh, yes. sexual harassment type. There's stuff a trade off. There's a trade off. Yeah, yeah, no, we're because we're just talking about racism here, or whatever. Yeah, we talk about racism. I just want, but you know, we got, we got, we got, we got to add a little context here. I'm yeah. just saying. You know? Okay. So, anyways, I was actually going to run through these headlines quickly because the whole point that I was making was when we had to do the radio show, I would have had to dig deep into this shit. But mm-hmm. I saw these headlines, and again, I'm just putting these headlines out there for our podcast listeners as well. Too, you guys go out there, Google and learn. You guys figure out more about this stuff. Here's another headline this week from Global News. Uh, Liberal and conservative supporters are gridlocked in voting intentions. What's new? What the fuck's new? So I'm like, yo, what's new? If I had to dig deep and talk about this on the show this week, which I probably would have because I would have been desperate for content or whatever... You would, I, been, you would have been furious? Uh, it would have tore away at my soul or whatever. I don't care. Here's the thing. And I was saying this before with Pierre Polyev or what. He's already made my choice for me with some of the bullshit he said publicly already. Mm. So I don't even know what he could do between now and whenever the election is for me to consider voting for him. So I understand why this vote. Like, we are so divided right now in our society. And it's mostly because the fucking conservatives are fucking dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's really what it is. Wow. And they appeal to all the dickheads Ooh. in society as well, too. Ready so. Fox, tell us how you really feel. I don't know, but something's got to change, man. Something's got to give. But we're going <laughs> to see what's going to happen with that. But again, 
don't care anyways moving on don't know don't care peg yeah exactly don't and another headline care. this week as well too um and i don't even i'm glad I, I don't care to dig into this either but most canadians believe china did try to interfere in canadian <laughs> elections and apparently they were trying to work to help justin out what the fuck's going on <laughs> i don't know have you guys heard about this you guys I tell me not, I, I that not. i haven't heard about yo i i, I kind of heard them talking about it on um am640 but i was like so the chinese were trying to help justin <laughs> what i don't I, get it but you I know what not, i did not what can i do about it what could i re- so i was like don't care thank god we're not doing the radio show anymore and this <laughs> brought me to the conversation that i was having this week because now that we're not doing the radio show anymore and remember we've had this conversation in the past we've said what's the more ethical or moral way of going about this Mm-hmm. caring about the world or caring about what's happening in your world kind of thing mm-hmm. remember we were saying this like one person mm-hmm. was saying you know stop caring about all these world issues and all these things that are happening on the other side of the planet just focus on your own life and improve your life and improve the lives of the people around you and you'll make the world a better place remember mm-hmm. fair mm-hmm. arguments on both sides or whatever so i'm still reading um personal mba and i recently just came across this section about locus of control where Josh Kaufman is talking about this, right? Where he's saying, like, you know, understand, basically, separate the things you can control from the things you cannot, and you'll be a much happier person living in the world when you start to filter out all the things in your life you can't control and, you know, devoting energy and attention to things that are completely out of your control, right? And one Mm -hmm. of the things that he said in the book, and I'm going to quote this is what he said, Worrying about things you can't influence or control is a waste of time and energy. One of the best things I've ever done was choose to stop paying attention to the news. 99.9% of the information you'll find in a newspaper or television newscast is completely outside your locus of control. And I was like, you know, this is how I've been feeling or whatever now. if I, I always look at things sometimes through the lens of racism because that's the probably the social issue that I care about the most. You know, mm-hmm. I've experienced it. It's affected me and all that stuff. So I feel like if I were to meet somebody that kind of has adopted this thing where they're like, you know what, I don't even pay attention to the news. That person would be unaware of a lot of the things that happen in the world, especially when it comes to things like racism. And if I were mm-hmm. to meet them, I'd be like, yo, how do you not know? Like, it would kind of anger me. I would be like, yeah. how can you be so uninformed to know not know about these things? But that person wouldn't necessarily be wrong from this perspective that I'm now starting to go down myself. Mm. am I going to become an uninformed person? Is this wrong to not pay attention to the news? Shouldn't I care about things that are happening to people in like, you know, uh, uh, Palestinians, things happening in Australia, Uyghurs in China. There's so many things happening around the world. And you guys, this is it. This is my therapy now here with you guys talking to you (laughs) and Nina now here because I'm like, what do I do about this? I feel like I have a responsibility to be informed but at the same time, I don't want to pay attention to the things I can't even do anything about. Help, the thing help, is, me, yeah. help me, help me, help me, help well, me, help well, me, help me, help me. Nina has no, re- <laughs> she no knows, frame of reference she to that. She has no idea what that is. But no, it's, tri- no quest. it's a tripod um, quest. But anyways, help me. Still help still me. absolutely yeah. meaningless. <laughs> Your eyes glazed over even more. She's like, uh, okay, great. Uh, no, ready. You and I have had this conversation at length about this idea of like 
remember I, we, I used to say, yo, I need to read everything. Like I want to at least have a understanding of what's happening in the world, positive and negative. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you've all, I think this is kind of very much in line with who you've always been as far as like, yo, you've had enough and I'm saying when I don't need to know anything more, but I, and, and that's not to say, it's not even necessarily that I'm, I'm an avid consumer. Like I know there's people who are in media who that's all they do is die is dissect and read mm-hmm. about everything. But what I try to do is I find is find somebody that you trust to be knowledgeable enough about an issue that you try that you uh, you know come across and are concerned where you're not necessarily reading any and everything, but this person kind of amalgamates all of the relevant issues, like the relevant pieces of information. To me, that's kind of like how I approach it. You know what I mean? Like when there comes to, when there's like Muslim issues, I have, you know, my friends who are Muslim, mm-hmm. they'll kind of, I'll be like, yo, what do you think about something like this? I have no perspective and I want your perspective. And they'll be like, read this, read this and read this. And it'll give you like more balance and more information and background. So that's how I kind of try to spread out my, I think that there is a duty to be informed about, especially like there are global issues that have local impact and those are the ones that i think that people need like you know tiktok and 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 china and climate change you know and its influence on our elections like there's some of these things are very much related like minerals and mining in african countries and how like a lot of the minerals that these these small poor countries have are supplying the necessary components for phones and batteries you know i'm saying like all some issues are correlated but when you you know about all that stuff that's fine but there's there's nothing. There's nothing you could do. There's nothing you could do. So but how that's does the it thing. serve you to know about it though? Like, what's the benefit of knowing about it? So I've, we've been going on and on. We haven't had given Nina a chance to jump in yeah, on sorry, any of this. Nina. But um, no, it's fine. So do you feel like Nina? And I'll just go back to the original question: Is there like a responsibility to be informed, or am I? I think. Well, I think that like I I agree with what he's saying in terms of like ninety nine percent of the stuff is not like stuff that you can actually do anything about but like for me i guess just out of like a conscience thing i feel like yeah okay i can't control these things maybe i don't have to know about these worldwide issues in depth but i think for myself i would want to be at least aware of them like i think of like when when the george floyd stuff happened like my cousins who live in aurora like they were like it was like i think two or three weeks after it had happened they're like yo nina like what what is happening like what's going on and i'm like are you guys for real like it's everywhere like did you guys not look into it at all like because like that wasn't something that was just presented as a quick surface level headline so in the do you news. look at them like, differently because they didn't know about it well, no, I educated them and now they're way more like they pay attention to that stuff now. But even that one of that one of those cousins actually this weekend I saw her and she was like, We were talking about something about taking the subway and I was like, Yo, honestly I'm kinda scared to take the subway and she's like, Why? And I'm like, Bro, <laughs> the news and she's like, Honestly, I don't watch the news anymore. She's like, Everything is so negative, so I just stopped watching the news altogether. And I'm like, I mean, it makes sense, but then when you have conversations like this, you look like a dumbass. How do you not know what's happening on the friggin' TTC? <laughs> <laughs> I literally looked at her and I'm like, bro, are you for real right now? <laughs> what were you going to so, say to that solitaire? Because you were nodding your head like... Yeah, I, listen, and that's that's the point. I think that... I think people look at people like that as... Sorry, not to cut you off, no, but no, like no, no, I no. look at her sometimes as like living in her own Lottie... I love her to death, but like living in her own Lottie doll world and like just happy with her life. But it's like, to me, I'm also like... 
you're ignorant for that. So you should at least know something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About the and, and and I think again for me it's especially the global stories that have local impact to me are the ones that you should try to be at least aware of. Maybe yeah. you don't have like an opinion or a side on it, but I think that just for especially like things that are that affect other people's lives and that could potentially affect your lives in terms of issues that our elected officials will be regulating like social media and the impact that it has on us. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things that are general interest or general human interests, you know, um, safety and, you know, health and in the environment. So I, I, I personally think that there, you, you don't have to try to, you don't have to try to find information about, about everything, but I think you should try to be informed. Okay. Well, I'm wrapping this up now because I'm tired of this. But <laughs> All right, just turn. to wrap it You've up. You've had enough, say, so you're saying when. Yeah, but th- again, we could just keep going on in circles. I think we've all made our points about this. And just to say, this week, I deleted the CBC app from my phone <laughs> as wow. well as oh the gosh. CTV app. Because I used to get notifications from these news sources because I wanted to get the breaking news, see it, decide, is this something that we're going to talk about on the show or not? And then, you know, file it away for later to dig deeper type stuff or whatever. I don't need any of that now. So I deleted all these apps from my phone, but I do feel a little guilty because I'm like, yo, am I trying to go down an ignorant path right now? I don't Sounds know. Sounds like it. Well, but I, I'm just content with reading books. I'm just so fine. what? So I guess I guess it's more. I mean, without this is kind of another topic, but I guess it's more. Say it. So it sounds like it's it in line with talk about it later. But what? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, but no. Say well, I mean, this this is for later. But I mean, so what is what do you see the purpose for your life to be like? What do you see yourself, you know, growing question. old and doing if it's not if you're not concerned about anything else that's going on in the world except for the world around you? No, that's not necessarily it. It's not me to say that I don't care about what's happening in the world, the world. But if I'm focused on being a better version of myself or whatever, maybe I want to start a business or whatever. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But the point being is that what we should all be striving for, I think, is to try to provide value for other people in some way, shape or form. And yep. I think if everybody were on that page in terms of, you know, I, everyone has different strengths, different expertise, different knowledge about things, whatever that is, you can share that with the world to make the world a better place. So that's what I'm still that's my that's what I'm on right now. So, right. you know, all that's right. not necessarily me saying, like, I'm just going to care about myself and not care about the world, but it does me no good to fucking talk about liberal and conservative supporters gridlocked in voting polls and stuff like that. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely a lot of like media, tons, media bullshit, media meatballs. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And we would have to but talk I mean, about a lot of it on the show. We had to. And I think the, the difference now is we're discerning enough to read a headline and be like, yeah, I don't need to know anything further about that story. I've definitely gotten good at that. No, like, but I can read the headline. No, I can do that way more because I don't have the responsibility of the radio show anymore. No, no, exactly. Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I mean. Anyway, so that's All it right. for politics as usual. All right. Well, uh, Nina, last but not least, Bring don't fuck home, it up. Nina. Yeah, don't fuck <laughs> up, Nina. <laughs> I'm not going to fuck it up. <laughs> there's nothing to there's fuck a, up. There's nothing to fuck up with this story. This one tells itself. Okay, so Drake, he, we were talking earlier how he sat down with his little bestie, little Yachty. 
and they <laughs> talked about a lot of things, like regretting all the times he dropped the names of his exes in his music. So the combo started after Yachty asked Drake what's next for him, and he said he's starting to introduce the idea of gracefully exiting the game in his mind, but that doesn't mean he's retiring right now, so he's not doing it right now. Mm-hmm. But Yachty then referenced his song Western Road Flows, where he mentioned retiring at 35, and Drake said, I hate hearing that shit. I heard it the other night. I think that, and sometimes when I've said girls' names in songs, maybe those are the two things that I look back on, and I'm like, maybe I could have done without, like, shitting on people for age or disrupting somebody's life. He also said he never says those lyrics with ill intent, but one of his exes did call him out one time and said, it's not necessarily what you're saying about me, it's the fact that you said it. Mm-hmm. Now, Drake said he stopped, because for me, I was kind of like, eh, I don't really understand but drake said he tried to stop doing it because his exes have pointed out that he doesn't know what it does to them or who their boyfriend is at the time and what it does to their relationship or what their family knows and doesn't know and then they have to pick up the pieces on their own ding 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 i didn't think about that part but also side note there's this girl named olivia song on tiktok who is like exposing air quotes drake right now for being in the illuminati and now she says she's in the middle of a game with the worst man on the planet because of it and called him a murderous sociopath homosexual narcissistic psychopath and said some of his recent ig stories were subs to her but she's also known to be a huge conspiracy theory so who really knows but i saw that and tiktok's going crazy about it and i was trying to research into it and i couldn't really figure out much so i didn't understand but i just wanted to put that in here (laughs) yeah yeah so she she exposing drake for being in the illuminati yeah and apparently he's mad about it and And he's a murderous psychopath homosexual narcissistic psychopath yeah she's so he's a sociopath and a psychopath yeah and a homosexual narcissist (laughs) it it sounds like she just tried to find as many words yeah as she could describe to say uh yeah and next not paying okay anyways i wanted to know because we are all essentially creatives here yeah. And as a creative, should Drake be allowed to speak on his relationships in his music? Because it wasn't just one person in the relationship. It's two people. He's speaking on his experiences. Let should me he ca- be allowed to? Let me say this to you. He, freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequence. People write, do you ever see at the beginning of a story where it's supposed to be about, per, like it's supposed to be a, a completely um, fictional tale and they say any similarities to people living or dead is is unintentional or their names have been changed to protect the innocent Mm -hmm. he does nobody knows whether the name that he's saying is of a real person except for when they find out that it's a real person and it's like oh and then they can find her Mm -hmm. like that's an invasion of privacy to me that i would always say like when i would hear stories about like you know you know someone tell malaya i'm on fire she should work tonight and i'm like and then i found out that malaya is a real stripper in miami Mm -hmm. and i'm like at first it's like i mean she's a stripper in miami so there's some people you can see that that like there's an element of it works to their benefit but some of the like the private stuff about his girlfriends and like saying their names and stuff like that i personally uh i'm a big I'm a private person. I, I, my public, what I put out in public is for the public domain. And what I don't want public, I keep private to my friends that I trust would not talk about my business in public. And if he had relationships with these women that were real mm-hmm. between them, he has no business talking their name in the street. Unless they're, unless they're public figures and their relationship was public, that's some fuck boy shit to me. Mm. 
I'm not down with that. Okay. Never been. Well, and I and that's yeah. coming from you know you already know that I'm a I'm a Drake I'm a I'm on the verge of a Drake stand, but well, like real is real, and I definitely call out that shit. Cause well, I yeah. I never think that shit is cool with anybody no, on any level. Thing. This is my thing. Like it's your life and your stories to tell, right? And like okay, yeah, if you're talking just about them, like and what they, yeah, but he gets to make money different. off of it. What is, to but, that point? But yeah, no, because listen, this happened to me once. Mm. I was in a Drake song. I'm oh, I wasn't in okay, a Drake song. It happened to me once though, because I was I was Drake. Basically, on the podcast I had with Apollo, right? The educated uh, and reckless. Yeah. We were talking about friends and like it came up in the conversation. We we're talking about friends and friendships and things like that. And I had recently just ended a friendship with somebody, like one of my best friends. Um oh, and and then it came up in the conversation and I was like, Yeah, let's start with the letter B. No, 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 different friend. And so I was like, yeah, like this friend was like, just like, like in this situation that happened, it was, she was trash. Like, and I said that. And then I was just like, you know, I didn't explicitly lay out the details of the situation, but I was like, you know, it's just, it was a trash friendship. And I think the way it was handled in the end was absolutely horrible. And uh, yeah, whatever. So then word gets around. She doesn't even listen to the podcast. But she listened to Someone, that one Someone, yeah. one of the little minions of hers, uh, <laughs> went around, twisted my words, said I name-dropped her and her boyfriend in the podcast, which never fucking happened. I didn't say any names. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it's my story to tell and my life as well. Well, see, um, you didn't see any names. Done Exactly. Talk. I didn't say names. I didn't say what happened. All I said was it was a trash ending, something like that, whatever. And I called her trash. So then you that didn't was do it. anything wrong, though. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's a completely different That's a completely different but, and so then whatever she comes back to me keep mine and my boyfriend's name out of your mouth blah, blah, blah. i'm like bro it's my fucking podcast i'm gonna talk about whatever the fuck i want to talk about i don't yeah. care like it's and it's my life at the same and time at the you same know? time and, you didn't and, have to say all that you know all you had to say was i never said your name but, i did and, say and, that too i just said that, but she didn't believe me she didn't fucking listen herself and nina will throw them hands too so don't get it <laughs> fucked up <laughs> she didn't she didn't fucking listen herself so i'm like bro i know one of your little fucking minions went around and it, it, it was like a game of telephone and words got twisted and if you mm. guys go back and go listen together in your little group setting you will hear that i didn't fucking say any names yeah i, I anyway, see why nina's taking this story personally here she, yes she, this so is, this is very that's personal. why i was like for me i don't find it wrong as a creative like it's my outlook like, but like you said, solitaire. You say things like freedom of speech does not come mean like freedom of consequence. So you could say whatever you want, but somebody can retaliate because again, like that person doesn't have a podcast where they can talk about their side of the story or things like that. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of how I look at it. Like, I, I I think you can speak on what has happened in your relationship with the person, but you cannot speak on what that person does as an individual aka being a stripper like what did that have to do with your relationship with mm-hmm. the person you know what i mean what, that's what kind of how think, i look at it what, what do you think ready Fox? i think um as an artist you should be allowed to say whatever you want in your music right and mm-hmm. the whole thing again is it's really just how you go about doing it and there's a lot mm-hmm. of artists that are a little more clever and more subtle about how they go about their things but that was part of his shtick right like he was that emotive sensitive rapper so like i always go back to marvin's room as the worst example out of all of these things for like doing this kind of stuff or whatever so yeah it goes without saying you can you're free to say what you want but you're not free from the consequences but when it just comes to artistic creativity yeah you're free to do it he has all artistic creativity and my thing about it is be clever about it where it's not gonna you know implicate somebody i don't know he does not 
have to use their real name. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't have to use any names real, at all. He doesn't have to make it because the stories the stories are real and if and he is a great wordsmith and storyteller where you can see that it's coming from a real place, whether it's something that happened to him or somebody that he knows. He conveys the story in a compelling enough way that he does not need to implicate these women. And I think it was a deliberate choice. Mm -hmm. And that's why he regrets it now because finally he's matured. And that's what I think really this, this to me is a first indication of a, of a personal maturing of Drake in recognizing that, yo, Oh fuck. I can't just rap about these girls lives. It's like, it's very selfish and narrow minded of me to think that I could just talk about these girls put them out there because it makes me look good without giving unless unless it's something where these girls did something to him and he's like you know what fuck that bitch i'm gonna put her on blast maybe there's an element of that and i think that there might be with some of them but if it's like yo i really had love with this girl and whatever whatever and i'm just telling my story keep their name out of it it's very very simple to me i Uh think that was an immature choice and i'm glad that he's at a place where he could reconcile and be like, yeah, that was a bad choice. Because I, I think I think more artists should be, if they're talking about real people, you should be aware of those people who are not celebrities, who are not flying private, who are not performing in front of millions of people have to just go to their regular ass job. Mm-hmm. And now they have to le- deal with the fallout of that bullshit. And to me, it's a it's an ethics thing and, and it's a decency thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. We're gonna. All well, you're you're different, Nina. Your story is not that. You are not Drake. You have a podcast. <laughs> Maybe no disrespect. I think that is an insult. What the fuck do you mean? I'm not Drake. No disrespect, Nina. There may have been ten people that listened to that podcast at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not this. And you didn't say their no, name. You didn't yeah, give any details true. of the story. It's not. It's, that girl never listened true. to the podcast. She just you're reacted to whatever she heard. The same of, vicinity. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't even compare your stories. Like me saying. This this is not any reflection on what you did at all. I think what you did was fine. Yeah. You, did, you made your point. You stated your opinion. You made no names, but you said, yo, you know I'm talking about you. Like, yeah. Gil, we have this, you, you know, we have to. Gilly yeah. has one of my favorite quotables. Say what you want about Gilly. He has a, 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 a very successful podcast now, him and his brother Wallow, called A Million Dollars Worth a Game. But he is one of my favorite shit talkers in hip hop. And he has this saying, he's like, you may not know what I'm talking about, but I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and whoever knows, whoever is to know what I'm talking about, knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're trash. <laughs> and I'm saying it, and you know I'm talking about you. And you can leave everybody else wondering and and, and taking uh-huh. guesses, and that's for them to decide. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But as soon as you put somebody's name out there, I mean, in hip-hop, you know, people get deaded over that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well... You know what I'm saying? So... And if any one of those girls were or were around somebody who was on that bullshit, it could have easily been a thing. I know if it was some girl that I know and her life is turned upside down because some rapper was like putting her on blast, I'd be like, yo, call the guys. <laughs> call the guys. That's my that's my family. You're gonna just you're gonna just trash my family's name, call the guys. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's yeah, anyway. I don't know. 
Anyways, okay, let's move on to the quick headlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a few really quick ones that are important. Because remember last week I was like, yo, I wonder how Tory Lanez is doing. So Tory Lanez, <laughs> his legal team is filing a new the other day you were The other day you were happy to be wondering what Tory Lanez was doing? <laughs> I really did. I've been sitting here and I'm like, I wonder what he's doing. So anyways, <laughs> his legal team is filing a new trial motion on April 10th. But if the judge rejects it, he will be sentenced that day. Because hmm. originally he was supposed to be sentenced at the end of January, then move end of February. And now April 10th, if the new trial motion gets rejected. Mm-hmm. J. Cole announced the lineup for Dreamville Festival. This looks fucking fire, and I actually want to go. Mm-hmm. Usher is Day One's headliner, and, and then wow. Jesse Reyes, Lil Durk, Ari Lennox, the City Girls, and Sean Paul will be there. Damn. And then for Day Two, J. Cole and Drake are going to be headlining together. Damn. And then Summer Walker, J.I.D., Glorilla, Waka Flocka, Mario, Cause, Boz, all those guys are going to be there as well. Where's that happening crazy. at? Uh, North Carolina or something. Oh, he keeps it in Fayetteville, eh? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So yeah. Um, anyways, and the last one, I really want to go to this, but I'm kind of skeptical. <laughs> Nelly is bringing the Hot in Here Festival to Downsview Park on June 24th, featuring Akon, Neo, Chingy, Ja Rule, Fat Joe, Rick Ross, T.I., and Carrie Hilson. Why are, you, why are you skeptical? Why am I skeptical? Because last summer, do we not forget all the events that happened at Downsview and all the cancellations and all the fuckery that happened? Can T.I. even cross the border? I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> T.I. is allowed here, and I really want to go for him to be honest so out of all these people yeah out I guess of all these yeah. people T. I, I, yeah. and rick ross rick ross too that's another and fat joe too yeah but i just think that like remember it's not know. down's view it's not the venue it's the promoter if you well, hire that's if you, to figure out who the promoter is because it, ne- it says yeah. nelly is bringing the hot in here festival no but he's not the promoter because i looked at the page he tagged when he posted it okay. and nah, that page doesn't have a lot of followers it's a new thing whoever's this doing is, this, this bringing nelly they're gonna be on their they're going to be on their P's and Q's. I was about to say, if Nelly and I, you know, this is an American probably production company that's putting on this tour. So there's going to be tech specifications that the promoter has to fulfill. So put it this way. I mean, yeah, yeah actually, you know, maybe, you know what, Nina, maybe your fears are not too, uh, are not so irrational. Yeah. We'll see. And- it's one hundred eighty dollars we'll starting right now. It goes up as the day gets closer. It's one hundred eighty dollars starting right now. That's a fair you ticket so? for that lineup. I don't think so. Who do these guys think they are? It's been years. They could at least do one to one. Nina, stop this! Stop it right I now! I swear to Nina. God, even Nina. my friends did the same thing. Nina, guys, look at all these artists look at on these here. Artists, look at how many Nina. platinum oh, records are on here. You're being I'm ridiculous. Gonna, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll still if my friends want to agree to go, I'm still gonna buy the ticket and go. One hundred and eighty for just, that lineup is a fair price, Nina. That's a fair price. I don't know, man. If they all show up. If they all, if Tia does not show up, I'm asking for a partial refund. Nina, Nina is traumatized. Nina's like, yo, <laughs> yeah. fuck that. Last summer, yo, hearing everything that happened last summer, no, thank you. That is Anyways, hilarious. So yeah, that's that. Do we want to do no better take? It's a quick one. I don't know. It's up to you guys. Sure. I don't really it's care. up to you. Yeah, it's, it's up to you. you. It's your segment. If you want to do it, we can. Want to save it. it for next week? I mean, we are we're we're slightly over an hour at this point. Yeah, but today it's, and today was like kind of a test day. Yeah, a test yeah. day. It's I want to be a like long. this every episode. Hey, fine. What's one thing y'all wish y'all was taught more growing up? This person said they wish they were taught more to forgive people. Oh, wow! Finance, personal finance. That's what I was yes. going to say. Yes, honestly. And I'm telling you again, you guys listening to the podcast, and I'm going to harass you too, Nina and Solitaire. Oh, Lord. Please read the Personal MBA by Josh Kaufman. 
And is it that, an article? Is it a, or is it a book? It's a book. book. And I honestly believe that book should be taught in schools. Seriously, uh, just to learn the basic fundamentals of what a business is, how to run a business, the things you have to think about. This book is divided in half. The first half just talks about how a business works. The other half is how people work. It's a holistic look because he's like, you have to learn how to work with yourself and what people's tendencies are. So you have to learn how to work with people. And he talks about like everything about what people like their behaviors are. It's a holistic way of looking at business that I can't stress enough. Everybody should read it. Okay. Well, that's ready. What's yours, Salter? Oh, finances is definitely one. Although my dad definitely tried to get me to start saving money from Mm -hmm. a very young age, but it was, it was not in the bet in the most, uh, my dad tried to tell me to get into real estate. He, but it was one of those things like as a parent, they're like, save your money. And you're like, no. Okay. But it wasn't like there wasn't, it was definitely the old West Indian man way of just do as I say, don't do as I do. And it was kind of like, I was, yeah, but that's, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, my dad tried to convince me so much, get into real estate, just learn real estate, get into real estate. And I just didn't, I said, I won't be DJ. I won't be DJ. And I was like, I'm going to be a DJ. You know? I, I think for me, I will tell you, I wish that I, I had more courage of my conviction to, to uh, go to an art school from, from when I was much younger. Because right. I went to, I was like all academics. Because you know, I mean, obviously, no, no, sh- no shade of my do you, parents. Do you blame I love that my on, parents. I was just gonna say, you don't blame your parents for that, though, do you? Because I don't, I don't, I don't blame them. But I think that, you know, they were coming from a very limited understanding of what it takes to, you know, you know, providing us with the tools. An mm-hmm. education is your tool to get a better job and have a better you know, living or whatever. But, you know, when I look at my, where I'm at right now and kind of like how I've always been artistically inclined, like I was always acting, I was always in music. I just didn't realize how much further I could have been had I taken it much more, you know, taken life by the, by the horns at the time when I became aware of my artistic inclinations. Part of youthful exuberance, man, you experiment, you learn, you want to have fun. You're not thinking so far down the road. That's, but I wanted to go to an art school and my parents said no, but I didn't push back. Oh, I see. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm, I was kind of like, all right, well, cause the thing is I was the third child and my parents were always like, you're going where your brother went. Your brother went right. to this school and that's where you're going to go. And I kind of felt like landlocked. Right. But I was like, yo, I was, was like, yo, I want to go to Cardinal Carter Academy of the Arts because they have a theater, a, like a robust that's one in Aurora, acting right? program. Huh? No, it's in uh, North York. Oh. What Young about, and Shepherd. What about you, Nina? What did you wish? Well, I have two things. One would be, it's all for my mom. Uh, one would be feeling like when people do something nice for you, you're like forever indebted to them. Like you owe them. Like they can't just do something nice for you because they want to do something nice for you. Like you owe them something. So you have to buy them something. So or you, do something you really wish nice. your parents taught you that? No, I wish they didn't. Teach oh, okay. Me okay. And that's what the question was, right? No, the question what was, wish. what do oh, you wish? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I wish they taught I wish they taught me that, like, you can just be friends with people and they can just do nice things for you just because Without they're Without expecting friend. anything in return kind of thing. Yeah, oh, okay. and then the other thing would be, I wish she taught me 
earlier because I did learn this myself and I definitely don't operate like this, but mm. I wish she taught me to like, you don't always have to be nice to, even if people are mean to you, that doesn't mean you have to be nice to them and invite them to your birthday party. If you're a bitch, mm. I'm not inviting you to my birthday party. No, my <laughs> mom made me invite them to my fucking birthday party. Okay. Mm, and like, that's, those are two things. And like, that's why I, I, I love her, but I tell her all the time, you're a friggin' pushover, man. Like yeah. people are going to walk all over you because of these things. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and me and my sisters tell her all the time because I'm like, you can't just, you, I get it. You think like being a good, well, not you think, but like you're a good person. And like people always say great things happen to good people, but you can't be so much of a pushover to the point where you like set boundaries. Exactly. And she yeah. does not know what boundaries are. So I wish I was taught more boundaries. Maybe that's what mm-hmm. it is. Okay. Anyways. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, so some people said, one person said not to care so much about what other people think. Maybe then I would have had the courage to try things I was interested in and somewhat good as good at as well. Um, another person said they wish they were taught that more that comparison is not motivation. It actually does the opposite. I kind of agree with that too. Because mm-hmm. I was compared to my cousins a lot growing up. And now we don't even talk to them. So <laughs> what good is that? Um, I wish I was taught more about my credit card and finance. I wish I was taught more how to accept people as they are so that I didn't expect what they couldn't give. Yes, that's a big one. That's a big mm-hmm. one. I wish I was taught more to focus on what I'm good at on an individual and personal level than going with the status quo. Mm-hmm. I wish I was taught more about shutting up. I was told to always <laughs> speak my mind and I had to unlearn sometimes it's best to hush up. I was I, the opposite. That's a, to me... The power of silence. I'm a big proponent of that. And and that's from somebody who like, yo, when I'm in my feelings, I need people to know. But sometimes (laughs) silence is the best Well, I kind of wish I was taught the opposite of this because like when I was growing up, my dad was always, he like doesn't like that I talk a lot. But like, that's what I do. Mm. So, (laughs) but that's because that's how he was raised. He was raised that if you're quiet and you're like, you're, you're quiet, you're a good kid. If you don't talk, you're a good kid. Hmm. So, like, that's how I was Interesting. trying to raise. But... A different way of raising A bit kids. of a rebel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, another person said uh, they wish they were taught more that no one will ever do or say anything to you that isn't direct reflection of how they feel about themselves. That's and true. the last one is they wish that they knew how to get into the housing market sooner. <laughs> and investing, yeah. There yeah. definitely needs to be um, an improvement in financial literacy education and again we could put on our conspiracy hats and feel that maybe they want us to not be financially educated because then people wouldn't be necessarily going into debt as much spending quite as bit just their whole financial practices would not be conducive to a vibrant economy based on the status quo right and right now the status quo is most people are not financially educated so yeah Mm -hmm. unfortunately that's uh that's it for me for today and folks, that brings our first episode of Hashtag Uncensored post Vibe 105 to a close. Wait, do we have quick time for Reddy's date story? We promised the listener. Yeah, we'd oh, wrap yeah up, we did. We would wrap up the, the official business and go on for well, a little the, bit. The official, the official business has been wrapped All up. All the same. Yeah, okay. All the, the same. official business. Too. All right, so come at me. Okay, so we're done with the podcast. We're all done with all that stuff. Now we're going to shoot the ship for a little bit. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us on the podcast. Bring yes, the questions, indeed. guys. This is what the people really <laughs> wanted. So you went on a blind date, a group blind date to go bowling on Saturday. Not bowling. Uh-huh. We went oh. to play pool. pool. Oh, pool. Yeah. Okay. 
And so you got there and you see this person. Were you like, okay, not bad? Or were you like, ah, not my type? Ah, not my type. Mm. And why is that, Reddy Fox? Just She's just not my type. She's a nice girl. So the basic setup <laughs> was that a friend of mine from high school, um, she was like, I have a friend of mine that I want to introduce you to, whatever. I think you guys would hit it off and all that. So she actually tried to do this a year ago. And I said, not interested. Don't want to do anything. Don't want to see anybody. Not going anywhere. But now she hit me up again about a month ago and said, hey, don't know if you're single or if you're seeing anybody now, but, you know, I still want to introduce you to my friend. She's still interested in meeting you. So Mm. we arranged for it. So my friend and her husband, plus another friend of hers and her husband, and then the other friend who's the single friend, um, we all met up at this place on uh, Bloor Street or college. It was on college. And yeah, so we all met up, played pool for the night, had drinks, went to another restaurant after like a little bar thing or whatever for some more drinks after because the pool hall was filling up, man. We got there early, but like Mm. in a couple of hours, it was just packed in there. So yeah. Mm. And so I got there first and even my friend who set this up or whatever, she didn't get there yet. So it was me and her other friends. And these were all your people, Nina. It was just me and like... (laughs) five brown people <laughs> or whatever and it was cool but um yeah how was a- that how was that did you like how did you find it was it uncomfortable i always no. hate those moments of no, mad awkward even now, where it's like people you don't know i agree oh no i didn't even think twice about listen i'm very i i, I can small talk with people it's not a big deal yeah. so we sat there and i was getting to know them we were talking and then the rest of the group joined us and she came through the door and i was like oh okay so that's what she looks like and i was like yeah was, was she it. also brown yeah Oh, wow. Yeah, I've told you. It was like, it was you six of us. Member. It was six of us, and yeah. Your friend is brown, too? Yeah. Is there any hot single brown guys? <laughs> no. Remember, it was uh, it was me, the girl I was getting introduced to, and two other couples, and they were all married. Oh, Everyone was married, it. so sorry, no. Useless. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So was she so... pretty? Was she pretty? Yeah, like, what was sure. the conversation? I think someone would see her and say she's pretty, sure. <laughs> I don't want to, I'm not trying to be mean about this because she was a nice person. Just not my type. What's the conversation? Like, did you guys have a good conversation? Did you text after or no number exchange? No. And that's the thing. I felt bad. I felt guilty at the end of the night because. No, that's fine. You're not leading her on then. Yeah, no, I didn't lead her on or anything like that. And the thing too is that she, she lives in my neighborhood. So when we're all going our separate ways at the end of the night, she gave me a ride home. So we got a chance to talk some more in the car and all that. Still a nice person and all that. But I just felt bad and guilty that I didn't even ask her for a phone number when I was like, Mm. or anything. Yes, but in the long run, I think that's better because you didn't give her the idea or like lead her on or waste her time. Like like, this is going to continue. I might text you. I might not text you. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, that's good. Because I I wasn't sure because I was like, at least she knows that. I think that would be a good sign that I wasn't necessarily interested and maybe she wasn't either i don't think she was i'm not gonna assume she was interested or anything but nice girl and all that stuff so but yeah it's not not, nothing's gonna come of it damn that's crazy that's it short story short and sweet we're all dating not salacious enough no sorry no salacity i don't know (laughs) yeah salaciousness we're all dating we're all going on dates we're all Mm -hmm. single at the same time and now we're all going on dates at the same time okay nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that i'm out here living my best life all right so let's wrap it up we're actually practically at 90 minutes exactly right now so oh good all right yeah so wrap it up solitaire let's get out of here 
It's amazing that we're, uh, you know, thank you for continu- continuing to join us on this journey. And we'll be, we'll be back probably in another couple weeks to record another episode. Yeah, we're not going to be recording next week, but we'll see how it goes. But we're going to try to do it at least maybe every other week, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe twice a month. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair, too. All right. Well, until next time, y'all stay safe and, um, you know, be kind to one another. We're out. Peace.